welcome to the Mindfulness uh, Tabian podcast. Uh, Lele with Pat as usual. Happy Happy Monday. And uh, if you're listening to Monday, otherwise Happy Tuesday or the whole rest of the week, I hope you're listening to us at least once a week. Uh, this is the beginning. We are going to have a guest very soon. Uh, but before, let's talk a little bit about some news. So, Pat, uh, what, what do we have this week? This week, we are seeking enrollments for Ooh. a five-week pilot that we have mm-hmm. across three different time zones, so three different cohorts. Yeah. It's a five-week mindfulness-based connect experience with live virtual sessions, two mindfulness at IBM practice leaders leading the mm-hmm. cohorts. There's daily practices, uh, daily assignments. You're, you're meeting with people. You're connecting with people. You're, you're learning theory. You're learning mm-hmm. experientially. Uh, and we're going to, yeah, sign up for the, the connect experience. Lele, can you, can you tell us some more so, about it? So this is for you know for all the IBMers that uh, are listening. We are gonna post a link next to the one we post as well the podcast. Um, you if you want, it's a pilot, so that means that it's nothing. Uh, uh, it's not like a f- formal uh, things that it started. We are still seeking for uh, people that want to experience with us the beginning and give feedback about how to make it nice. Like it's, it started from an idea. It got developed in the last months, many months of uh, hard work. Of our core team and all practice leaders. Uh, now we need before launching it to uh, extend that we have. Uh, f- I think we have like few between thirty and forty spaces for the moment. At the moment we are uh, recording the podcast. So if you're interested, uh, it's something that is going to take some of your time, right? So have a look at the what is what is there as well, the timing and the time zone and everything. But um, looking forward to to meet and connect because it's all about about meeting and connecting with the members of the community and practicing together right yes yes okay and 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 another news is that this wednesday 21st there is going to be the mindfulness connect that is that monthly meeting we have where everybody in the community can just join and have a chat and split in breakout room. Uh, it's going to happen uh, in two time zones. So uh, there is a link that we post um, here in b- below the, the podcast. So uh, looking forward to see, to see you there because we just have a chat, but also a practice. Other than that, um, more news to come next week. Oh, yeah. Thank you, as always, for listening. And uh, off to our guest. But today we travel again to, to Brazil. Uh, and we meet Carolina, is uh, one of our practice leaders, uh, you know, a, a dear member of, uh, of our core team. Uh, so Carolina, welcome to the Mindfulness Debian podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So glad to be here with you guys. Thank you so much. Always great to be together. Oh, yeah. Carolina, so... Can you tell us a little bit about mindfulness for, for you? And, and I know you like talking about the neuroscience, so please do also bring that in in today's podcast. What's mindfulness for me? Um, it's uh, The first point, it's, of course, it's self-knowledge. It's the awareness and all. So I think it, mindfulness is the base for everything, is the base for our behaviors, habits, um, everything that uh, 
that you think it's aligned with who we are, who you want to be, you know, and about the relation, the connections that you're having with others. So this is for me, it's mindfulness. And uh, so it's a really a superpower, as I heard from Lele, I think last week, the mindfulness is a superpower. I think it's because of that, because it's coming within, you know, and so you have the superpower and they just have to practice and training that. That's my point of view of mindfulness. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I can go ahead, Lene. No, I, I mean, the, the fact that it's uh, many, many are like looking at me when I say that is a superpower, right? But <laughs> you, you, you should think what is a superpower, right? So I think a superpower is something that you, uh, it's like a power that you usually don't have, right? Something super, something different than the so-called normality, you know, kind of standardizing it. But that is really intensifying all your senses, all your focus, anything you do, anything you feel and experience. This is, I consider it a superpower and mindfulness can really do that. So that's, that was my just closing my bracket, right? Please move on with your story. Yes. And, uh, and you know, and, uh, when I started to talk and then spread mindfulness in the, into IBM, for example, uh, I really felt the necessity to bring some, something, some neuroscience just to, to bring a base for that, you know, for the sceptics, you know, I, you know, I'm just telling about the sceptics here, but I think the sceptics are a really, really nice, uh, style because they really want to try and prove that it's good or not. So this is amazing because we really have to try and practice it to see from our eyes, our perspective, right? If it's good or not for us. And then I think then our science can bring us to this perspective and see that some physical biological things also happens here in our big brain, you know, it's something that this, the futures, features that we have here, amazing that adaptive features that we have here in our brain. And then uh, it comes the idea of the neuroplasticity, you know, and how your brain is, has this adaptive feature to adapt it from our behaviors, from, from our experience against us or in our favor, right? And then uh, I think the habits are and the patterns are really related to that. And mindfulness really can help us to bring to our conscience some habits that, that does not serve us anymore. And uh, the habits that can be now we can create that is more aligned with our objectives, you know, and who you are now in this moment, for example. So I think it's really powerful to bring in our science. And, um, and if you might, if you don't mind, I just want to explain a little bit how it happens in our brain, how the habits are created and how it happens, how the neurons do to, to make this happen. It's okay for you. Sure. Sure. Any habit in particular or all the habits? <laughs> no, no, all the habits actually. Okay. Uh, you can bring some examples here, you know, after the, the explanation, and then you can make image of, of this, okay? okay? So, so as you know, I think anything that happens in our body, uh, stimulus, sensor, sensorial, motor, or auditory, visual, you have a neurons that make this Electri electrified connections to, to send the message to our cortex, you know, 
So uh, in a habit, for a habit or memory is not different for that. For example, Lele, I'm going to add you as an example, okay? If you oh, yes. don't mind. <laughs> Feel free to use my habits. Yeah, because uh, something that uh, Zabado, your pizza, you're a pizza lover, I know that. Yes, you're so I need lover. to have at least one pizza a week. Exactly, right. exactly. But it w was not always like this, right? You used to eat every day, as I, as I know. Kind Something of. Like let's say, let's say. I mean, I cannot com commit like I did it every day, but I did it multiple times a week before. But I was saying that I had a pizzeria very like in front, like almost in front of my home, so it's very very close. So I could really go there and uh, have it. And I love pizza generally. There were a lot of occasions to do it, and that that was a habit. Yes, that's true. Yes. So this is a simple example, but just that you can make an animation, you know, about it. And uh, I don't know when you started to to like pizza or consume pizza. You're Italian, right? So I think you, since you're a child, maybe. I don't know. That, that's a, I, I'm always questioned because it's not universal, right? I mean, you can say you are yeah, coming from that country. Obviously, you had more opportunity to eat that type of meal. Uh, and then it becomes uh, something you you like, right? So you do often, right? That That's one thing. But it's also maybe you are lucky because nearby there are restaurants with uh, good quality. I don't know. There is a lot of things right, to unpack there. But yes, definitely. I'm sure that part as well, if you were uh, living in my home, uh, we would be brothers since the beginning, that he would probably uh, like it as well, right? In the same way. Or maybe not. I loved, I loved pizza the second I was a baby and my parents fed me this slice. As a child, this habit was formed. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm pizza lover, you know. But yeah, you, you brought something very interesting, Patrick. For example, when you, you saw pizza when you was a little child, and then you saw pizza and your mom or your pop said, oh, it's pizza. So we have two different different stimulus there an auditory stimulus and a visual stimulus the pizza that you saw and then the the or the pizza so in that is by the time two neurons get fired together you know two connections together and then when you eat a pizza and uh, release that dopamine in your body you know it's so delicious eating pizza you have a kind of a emotional connection to that so emotional reinforce to this pattern, you know, to become a pattern actually. And then yeah. the emotion, yeah. And then the emotional pattern really reinforces that, which we call, which we call in our science, uh, long potentiation uh, connection, you know, long-term potentiation. And uh, so if you have an emotional connection to these two neurons, they are connecting together, you don't need to do it repeatedly. You just have to have to happen one time and then you're going to remember forever so you're going to be here in a hippocampus uh, like a memory you know so that's a simple way to explain how our habits started so that's why everything that's uh, have mm. emotion or emotion relation you tend to to program or to create more uh, faster than the, the ones the, the habits that you don't right so I don't know if you agree with that. What do you think about it? So even if the pizza is not physically there, I can still 
feel and imagine and have similar neurons firing as if I was eating the pizza. Yes. Yes. But at the same time, uh, this is happening to me. I, I'm not living anymore in Italy right now. I'm in Slovakia. So when I go to Italy and I go back to my hometown, exactly in the moment when I arrive home, I I feel that need, right? You see that taste you want, that tradition to go back, those, that, that, that experience. So it's very much connected as well with the place you are in, right? A room, probably, the house, the city, and so on, right? Yeah, it makes total sense. Because uh, when you have this pattern already created there with this reinforcement of the emotion, of the dopamine, for example, uh, when you imagine and you only want to see the product or the habit or something that you, you are craving for, you're already releasing dopamine. So you're already like stimulating this connection. Again, you don't need to eat to be stimulating that. So that's why our thoughts, our experiencing are, are also reinforcing some pattern or some habits as well. So not only your own action, actually, you know. So that's what happens. And uh, what mindfulness has to go with it? How do you think? I would like to know your point of view about it. <laughs> yeah, well, my mind was uh, thinking about you know, ba bad habits or bad, bad pizza situations or I eat too much pizza and I start associating pizza with, with something else. Right. You can never eat too much pizza. But, uh, <laughs> but where, where mindfulness could help, yeah, first step is just becoming more aware of these habits. What happens deconstructing thoughts as thoughts, sensations as sensations, emotions as emotions, being able to, to witness or observe this habit unfolding in, in front of you. And it gives us a different way of knowing, a different way of being. And then, as you were saying, Carolina, in the beginning, either reinforcing those habits, like Leila was saying, superpower, even enhancing that pizza eating experience, or deciding, hey, I, I want to change this habit. I don't, I don't want to be going down this path. I don't want to respond this way. Exactly. Bring you the habits that are maybe automated to our conscience, right? And then maybe you can have a choice to change it or not. It depends on, on our objectives, on our perspectives, right? And then it is attention, intention and attitude to change something, correct? But without the attention to be aware of that, that something is really automated and you don't, you're kind of just engage it without thinking. So how can I, how can you know that you have to change something, right? How can you know that it's something that is harmful, is harming us? So that's uh, where mindfulness can really, really, the practice of mindfulness can really bring that to us. And also uh, the neuroplasticity of mindfulness working this meta-awareness uh, to notify when you are engaging on, that, on these habits and then perceive, oh, this habit, it's not aligning with me anymore. So how can I do to, to, to just recreate another one, to hang first another one, which is better for me in this present moment, for me, that, uh, that, uh, for the person that I'm now in this moment, right? And, and what do you think, Lele? <laughs> 
Yes, at the end, the, uh, the nature of that habit is uh, important to know if you want to change it, right? So knowing why, why do you have that habit or why do you feel the need or why you finally find yourself with a pizza in your mouth and you say, okay, hold on, <laughs> how did it come here? Like, like what, I didn't even notice it, right? I just did it out of habit. Uh, and knowing that maybe... Uh, that's what helps us as well to to know that uh, certain feelings we have, certain places we are in, can are the triggers. So it's not the really need of the pizza, but is other kind of triggers that make me kind of self deception. Let's say right to think that in reality I want a pizza, but maybe you don't don't really want it, right? It's something else. And for the same way, probably it could be also triggered oppositely. Like I want to start having a uh, you know, any healthy uh, morning uh, new new thing. For example, I stopped drinking coffee um, some years ago, and because I figured out that green tea uh, was um, kind of nicer to drink, and is also a different kind of feeling, but also a little bit. Um, um, I, I like it more, let's say, also the taste and so on, but I, there was the usual coffee feeling after lunch, right? And forcing myself to change it, and now actually I'm, I'm just having green tea with me, right? So, uh, and I figured out that there, there was a lot of it behind, like a lot of that feeling, the taste, the after lunch was really connected with the coffee, Maybe perhaps have the cigarette after the coffee, right? This is all habit, one after the other, right? So um, mindfulness is definitely beneficial there, yeah, to to know all of this, all these connections, all these dots. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, very nice. I completely agree with the triggers as well. And do you think that uh, the, the autopilot is always the villain of the story? Or, it, or maybe you can automa automate something that is good for us. Is it the villain? <laughs> uh, it can't be a villain. I mean, I, I uh, if we still go back to the pizza, right? So eating a pizza in autopilot <laughs> is, is a disgrace because you are missing so much <laughs> taste, so much texture this nice smell and everything else right so it's like at one point you figure out yourself that you are filled and there is no more pizza on the table it's like you are you missed it it's a pity yeah. i think some of those um like initial because we cannot totally control our attention we can stabilize attention but I want my body to automatically react if a danger arrives. If I, if I touch something that's, that's burning and I didn't see, I, you know, I want to move away from the fire. So I think there's, there's definitely some autopilots that are beneficial. And I wonder if with enough practice and time of just being present and coming back to the body and the breath, if you can... If you can make that an autopilot, if that can become the, the default. So last thing that I'll say is for me, autopilots are like tools. A tool isn't bad in itself. You can use a, a knife to spread butter. You could use a knife to inflict harm on another person. It's with the autopilots as well. 
we need to become aware of the knife and the functions of the knife. And then as Carolina, you're saying, attention and then intention. How am I using now this, this tool, these autopilots? Mm. So it's like, like the car now, right? It's not that we enter the car and it just start driving whatever, whatever the car wants. <laughs> and at one point you say, oh, hold on, I need to go there, right? But it's the opposite. We enter the car, we set up the destination, and then we can choose uh, autopilot or I drive, right? If you have a Tesla or some kind of advanced cars, you, kind of, you have this choice. So that's probably uh, the win game for, for our brains and for our experience. Yeah. It was really an um, uh, evolution advantage that you have, and you can good, uh, do it, use it in a good way, right? And that uh, you can automate some habits or patterns consciously, right? That's the, I think that's what mindfulness is so powerful. You can consciously make choices, you know, and then uh, take responsibility of your life, and then it can be automated as well. Why not? And someday I will be conscious, conscious uh, to to be aware that maybe this new pattern is, does not serve me anymore, and then the cycles go on, right? So, but it's all about the base of everything to be conscious about our experience, right? Yeah, that's my point of view. Oh, and uh, is there any way we can uh, improve it or learn how to? Uh, bring the conscious switching? Uh, is there any, let's say, practice we can do, you would recommend us or lead us through that we can do and to, to train ourselves? Yeah. Uh, yes. I have uh, I brought a, a practice here, a suggestion for practice that uh, you can take a look in how it's our relationship with our thoughts, for example. Okay. So it's uh, show us uh, how to observe our thoughts as mental events, you know, so uh, we are not our thoughts. So maybe you can just observe how we deal with several thoughts that are now passing away from our mind and uh, just feel it. Okay, that's the, the practice that um, I would suggest for you and you can practice now if you want. Let's go. Practice, practice, practice. Yay. All right. So just uh, going to invite you to sit or lie down on your back in a comfortable position. I invite you to feel comfortable. I suggest you to close your eyes or if you prefer, you just cast your gaze downward to the floor, just a little bit ahead of you, just to avoid the distractions, okay? Starting, just become aware of the sensations of the breathing, the come and go of the breathing, just natural as it is in this present moment. Maybe you can accompany a few cycles of the breathing. And when you feel ready, after following your breath, 
I invite you to shift your attention to the various thoughts that are rising now and passing away in your mind. Just try to observe the thoughts instead of getting involved with the content or maybe resisting them. Noticing the content of your thoughts, maybe any emotions that are rising or physical sensations. Just practicing this observer. See also to note, see any gaps or pause between thoughts. Every time you become aware that you're lost in the content of your thoughts, simply note and return to observing your thoughts and emotions and physical sensations. Or maybe you can return the attention to your breath and then start to practice as many times as necessary. You can always start again. Maybe if you think it's useful, you can use a metaphor. Just imagining you are as vast as an open sky. And the thoughts are simply clowns, or maybe birds, or planes passing through the open space. Or maybe you watch a movie, just watching, observing the scenes passing by the screen. And if you think you've got more confused, just bring back your attention only to the thoughts personally for your mind. It's your choice. Remember that there is nothing wrong with thinking. The thoughts are natural movements of the mind. Maybe you can just observe if you are resisting any of the thoughts. Maybe to be attended. But that's okay. Maybe you can note attachments to your thoughts. You just recognize that, let them pass by, and maybe bring your attention again to your breath, and start the practice again. You are here just feeling, experiencing the spiritual movements of your mind.
And if you're ready, I invite you to turn attention to your breath for a few minutes, maybe accompanying the cycles of the breath. Bring attention to your body again, and sensations. Maybe to the place that you are now, environment. Sounds. In your own time, when you feel ready, you can slowly open your eyes and bring in the spreadsheet to the end. Thank you, Carolina. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I always I always enjoy watching my movie. <laughs> or my, my sky or the, the trains in a train station or cars on the street you know, whatever metaphors there it's it's powerful to be able to observe your yourself and i really enjoy those moments where the movie gets so interesting that okay i'm gonna i get caught up in the in the movie the emotions arise and then i'm there's this moment where it's hey you're at the movie theater right Go back and listen to Carolina's voice. Mm. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it gets embarrassing. Say, why? The, why are you still there? I would go, go, and do, why, why you still go back to the same place? Just stop it, right? It might be also that, but overall, it's fascinating. Yes. Anyway, uh, thank you, thank you for sharing, Carolina. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And that is the end of uh, our podcast experience today. So, for uh, more, uh, wait for it next week. Till then, have fun and be mindful. And thank you, thank you. <laughs>